the Bear Down Report podcast featuring Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle. You can find me on Twitter at BDR Dangle. That's D E N G E L. Jack Wright is here. You can find him at J Wright BDR. Patrick Sheldon, you can find him on Twitter. P underscore shells. You can read him at DeWindy City. And Brendan Shagru, you can read him on Bears Wire or find him at Brendan Shagru. That's S U G R U E. And folks, we are thrilled to be joined by our good friend, Fat Mike from Fat Mike Chicago. So you can find him on Twitter at Fat Mike Chicago. Mike, how are you, man? How's life? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. It's it's been this is going to be a good time. It's life's going, you know, same shit, different pile, as I like to say. But uh, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thank you for having me. So, guys, uh, you know, breaking up's never easy, especially when you're a Hall of Fame quarterback and you have to break off your engagement. And there's so much to deal with after that. Maybe you're looking for a new place to live. Uh, maybe the couch isn't comfortable anymore, and you got to find someplace else in the Chicago land area. Uh, so, if you're if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. This year, visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwalder with App Properties can help you. As a third generation realtor, Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Jeff provides lots of information and market insight without any pressure so you can make an informed decision about your next real estate experience. Visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more or call or text 630-254-4734 to speak directly with Jeff. Gentlemen, when I was young, I I just had some bad haircuts. I mean, really bad haircuts. I don't know about you guys, but do you remember the Floby? It it sucks and it cuts. That's the type. That's the kind of haircut that I'm talking about. Or people would just say, "Hey, what bowl did your barber use?" It was as if somebody literally put a bowl on your head and then cut around the bowl. I mean, really bad haircuts. But there is no reason to get bad haircuts anymore. In fact, I'm getting a haircut on Wednesday. I'm getting a good haircut at Sheridan's. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 68 years. Five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. You can go to their website, sheridansbarbershop.com, or you can call their digits at 630-668-0137 and book your haircut today. Sheridan's Barbershop where traditional meets modern. So I'm going on Monday. Uh, by the time this pot is dropped, I will have a fresh haircut. I, Jack, maybe sometime we got to schedule at the same time so we can all, you, me, and Will, we can just talk talk football, talk life, talk. It's off season. I don't like, gentlemen, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out what the hell to do with my time, which will come into a question a little bit later. Let's stick with the Bears. It's off season. They've got their coaches hired. They've got their general manager hired, assistant GM. They've got all that hired. And so I want to go two rounds here, boys. Let's start with first reasons to be optimistic. So after, you know, all the things we saw this off season going into next season, reasons you are optimistic about your Chicago bears. So we're going to start with fat Mike, Brendan, Jack, Wright, Patrick Sheldon, and I will finish it up. All right. Well, the, the reasons to be optimistic in my opinion is that everything's new again. All right. And when something's new, everybody gets nice and excited, really, you know, hunkering down on what's new. What's, what's the new shiny toy in the room and the bears just have to ha happen to have 
all of it is brand new, which is a good thing from your GM to your head coach to uh, your assistant coach to your defensive coordinator is going to be new. Your offensive coordinator is going to be new. I mean, it's all brand new. So that's one reason to be excited. And your your quarterback, that's another reason that you're excited for. He's still new. We weren't able to see exactly what the hell he possessed in last year's NFL season because of a different amount of circumstances, whether it be Matt Nagy didn't like him or, you know, he was injured or, you know, whatever it was, who knows, there was always something in the way, but everything is brand new this year. And I, and that I fall into that category where I am excited and I am optimistic to see what this new regime can do for the Chicago bears. Yeah. I'm with you, Mike. I mean, the fact that there's so much unknown, I think is exciting because this really could just be something that we finally, finally can be happy and excited about and see it come to fruition. Um, and, and of course, like, you know, we've seen it blow up in our face too, but yeah, everything's new. It's, it's okay to be excited. A couple reasons for me. One, I love the new structure that's going on with the front office. I love the fact that Ryan Poles is actually adding new departments, adding new, basically people in different positions that haven't existed before. I think that's a different way of thinking. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, we need this team to actually like restructure the front office while it's finally happening. The other big reason besides not just like, you know, some of the young guys like Justin Fields and Roquan Smith, but the last time that the bears really did like a full, you know, clean house with uh, Phil Emery and Mark Trespin leaving that roster was just in shambles. I mean, can you guys even think of like one guy who was a standout performer left over from that team? Anyone there, there weren't any. So no, no. So now you have Roquan Smith, you have David Montgomery, you have Darnell Mooney and obviously Justin Fields. And that's just to name a few. So with the turnover of this new front office, the team is in a lot better position. Now there are some rough contracts here and there we'll get into later, but it's, it's a lot better than the last house cleaning. We, uh, we experienced a few years ago. Even though I've had some trepidation about, the fluce higher. I do think that I like the way the pieces are coming together in terms of the staff. I feel like the coaches that were hired came from successful teams, whether it was the Steelers or the Niners or the Colts. The trees are pretty darn good on the defensive side. You've got a DC Williams connection to Tony Dungy on the offensive side. You've got a Shanahan to LaFleur to Getze connection. I like that. I feel like there's winners in the building that are taking those coaching positions. Specifically on the defensive side, I'm excited because I feel like the way that he set up his staff by bringing in Colts assistants is going to really help to get the defense solidified fast. You know, DC Williams is a defensive backs coach. That's one of our biggest weaknesses, you know, was the defensive backfield. So I think that's a real positive. But I think in terms of the nomenclature and, and teaching whatever the scheme is that Flus wants from the head coach Flus to the DC to the linebackers coach, those are all Colts, Colts guys. Uh, and I'm going to be on board with hits for now. I'm already tired of the acronym a little bit, but as we've talked about, it, it it's a bad acronym if the team's bad, but if the team goes out and starts kicking ass, then I'll, we'll have shirts with it on it. So I'm excited about that. I came so close to making a Harry Styles joke, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to say direction. (laughs) One word, right? Direction is why we should be optimistic. One, we have one direction right now. 
Uh, we were wandering aimlessly under Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. We were just kind of haphazardly, uh, you know, trying to find our way, trying to piecemeal together a roster, uh, uh, trying to compete now, but still try to build towards the future. We had, you know, one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. We couldn't figure out what the hell we were doing. And we've got a clear defensive identity. We, we know what that is. Uh, we, we think we know what the offensive identity is, but at the very least, Getze is going to make sure he focuses on what Justin Fields does best, focus on the quarterback, uh, build an offense to his strengths, and then cater it to the other skill positions. So I think that's why we should be optimistic. At least at the very least, we're going to go into every week with a game plan, and it's going to look like something resembling a real NFL offense and defense. Two things, and only two things. Matt Nagy is no longer the head coach of the Chicago Bears. That gives me optimism. And number two, there's cap space and a lot of cap space uh, in which to try to get some things right, bring in some big names, um, possibly make a couple splashes. Wide receiver would be awesome. Uh, and so we'll see what happens with that. All right, gentlemen, let's go right back around the exact same we went. Uh, and let's hear reasons that you're a little pessimistic about the Chicago Bears headed into the 2022-2023 season. All right, so the pessimistic, the worryment of the Chicago Bears team is that it's still the Chicago Bears and they do things cheap. Uh, I mean, we all, I mean, listen, we've all seen this team completely shit the bed. Let's see, since, uh, what is this? This is going on 36 years now, 35 years. All right, it, eight winning seasons in the last 30 years is not good enough, guys. It's just not, plain and simple. And that's exactly what they have. I'm not talking about 500 winning seasons. I'm talking about winning seasons in the last 30 years. They have eight of them. That's not good enough, plain and simple. Uh, and the, the other thing is this, and I want to touch on something that on, on that J-Dub said, Jack, right here. The Indianapolis Colts thing here, okay? J-Dub, you're right, but are we going to call ourselves the Chicago Colts here? We hired every flipping guy out of Indianapolis on the defensive side of the ball, for crying out loud. And was I the only one watching Week 18 as the Indianapolis Colts shit the bed defensively and let the Jacksonville Jaguars run all over them, pass all over them? and knock the Colts out of a for-sure playoff spot if they would have won the game? I'm not the only one that saw that, guys. That's a little bit of worryment for me. Matt Eberflew, again, unproven head coach. I'd much rather have had somebody in here with a little bit more coaching experience than Eberflew's. But, I mean, who am I to say? I'm just some podunk couch potato GM coach on my couch, you know? I mean, I hate to be a broken record. I mean, everything Mike said is correct. Um, and I, I don't think you should hold somebody's, like, final, you know, performance against them. At the same time, we all saw Matt Nagy, you know, crap the bed against the Kansas or with the Kansas City Chiefs against the Titans in the 2017 playoff game. And we sort of brushed that aside. You know, and maybe we should be to just take a little bit of what happened in Jacksonville when the Colts lost on their playoff spot. But, you know, just 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 putting it out there that that could be a reason for pessimism. You know, Ryan, you mentioned the cap space and there is a lot of cap space. But the Bears also have a crap ton of free agents. We're looking at 35 players that are going to be free agents this year. And that's, you know, a lot of gaping areas. There's only two wide receivers under contract. There's barely any defensive line linemen under contract. A lot of big decisions. And while that is exciting that you can spend more money to get new players, that also means it's a little more of a roll of a dice. And we all know free agency doesn't always pan out like that. And I think another big reason we, we talked about it a little bit. I know Shell's referenced, uh, you know, our, our owner who, uh, you know, lives north of us with Aaron Rodgers breaking up with Shane Lane Woodley. 
Who knows if he's going to be here in Green Bay, but as of right now, he is. And as long as he's in Green Bay, there's just – I don't think there's much hope for the Bears to be a division contender. Hopefully those days are ending soon. But for now, it's still as big of a reason as any to be pessimistic, unfortunately. Do, do you think he got mad that she wanted him to eat clay or something like that? I mean, I just – I would eat I, anything she told me to eat. <laughs> Brendan, you said it like there's so many unknowns. And Fat Mike, you said it. The one thing we do know is this is still the, the Bears owned by the McCaskies. And, and, and I think the fact that we know that and the fact that they have run it so poorly is the one thing that is consistent. So we've we've talked about this before. By the time, you know, um, you know, training camp rolls around and we're all jacked for the season, we still don't know much about any of these guys. We also have huge holes, as you guys alluded to, you know, especially on the offensive line, and and then and then just not have a top tier, you know, a number one wide receiver at this point. And that's a glaring thing to be concerned about. And to, I think, be pessimistic about. So, you know, it's going to, I think it's going to still take some time on the offensive side of the ball, especially. And I'm not sure Bears fans will be real patient with that. But I think that we're going to have to be a little bit patient with that. I agree with you, Shells, that I think it's probably going to look more like a, we're at the big boy table, like it's actually a professional organization and we're playing in the same league as everybody else, which will be nice. But I just don't know how they're going to come up with the dudes that they're going to need on the O-line and on the perimeter at wide receiver. Yeah, Brendan, you mentioned it, you know, Rodgers coming back. But how about the Vikings and how much they improved? You know, after trading up last year to grab Justin Fields, a franchise quarterback, they uh, they 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 hire a highly sought after general manager and Ryan Poles from a winning organization and then pair him with the highly sought after Jim Harbaugh. And wait, hold on. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, folks, I'm getting word now that none of those things happen. <laughs> Vikings swung and missed on all three. Okay. All right, I'm going to have to come up with something else. Um, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball, Jack, and I'm going to say I don't think they have the horses on the defensive side. Uh, you know, I mentioned it a couple times, but with as much as Iberflus likes to go nickel, that defensive secondary for the Bears, as currently constituted, is scary, like very scary. Um, I just don't – I think just generally to hit on that theme again – they're going to need horses on both sides of the ball. This roster construction is going to take a little bit of time to get the people that they need to play their scheme. I think offensive line is a great example, like you said. I think the defensive backfield. Um, so just the newness of it all and and getting in the, you know, like a, like a new college coach, college basketball coach coming in, needing to get his recruiting classes in before he can truly evaluate uh, what kind of coach he is. I think the same thing holds true here. The general manager and the head coach have to get their guys in. They have to figure out who's going to buy into the system. And I think we all have some players maybe in the back of our minds. We're thinking this, this hits principle, this the expectation that you're busting your ass on every play uh, may not sit well with some of those guys. So I think until they figure out who's going to buy in and who's not, and they get their guys in, we may have some growing pains. I just have a quick question because we mentioned hits a few times. If this doesn't go well, how quickly are we just going to call this, you know, going from hits to shits? Like, is <laughs> yeah. that going to happen? Because I, I feel like Chica- that's going to happen. It's Chicago media. It's going to happen really fast. <laughs> like, it probably, it already kind of has. And I know as soon as I say Dan Bernstein, oh. Sheldon's head's going to explode. Well, nobody, <laughs> nobody better position to talk shits than Dan Bernstein, who's <laughs> on himself. God, that guy's awful. 
<laughs> last thing I'll say, gentlemen, is uh, I, I've already said I don't think they hired the right guy. I don't think they had the right finalists in the room. The Chicago Bears have continually hired the wrong people over and over and over and over and over again. And so um, I, I, I want to like these guys, but I just I'm very, very guarded until they start winning. All right, boys. So let's start talking a little bit about the offseason life without football. So I want to hear from each of you. The sport that keeps you going, that keeps you interested, and just something else that is completely unsports related that that you that you spend your time doing when it is not the Chicago Bears. So for this one, we're gonna go Patrick Sheldon, Jack Wright, Brennan Chagru, Fat Mike. You're gonna finish it, uh, and I will follow you. For those that don't know, I've got three boys, three little ones uh, that range in age from four months to seven years, and. The two oldest are in baseball right now. We live down in the South. So we started about a week and a half ago uh, with four practices or, or practice four nights a week plus a game. So my, my entire life right now is <laughs> is dedicated to um, being their, their shuttle bus and their coach and their manager and uh, helping them out. So that's really what I do in the off season is, is the kids and getting them from sport to sport. Uh, personally, you know, I don't have much free time with, um, with all those obligations. So, uh, you know, if I can get out and play 18 holes of golf once a year, I think I'm, I'm living the high life. Did you say the sport that you follow? What, 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 what do you follow? You, you're a big college basketball guy, right? Chelsea? Oh yeah. That huge college basketball guy and, and, uh, baseball, assuming they play it this year. Those are, those are my, those are my sports. I love those. Uh, so I'm excited for March Madness for sure. And that, that kind of teased it up for me too. I mean, I really love baseball too. I just, and we texted about it, I think, Shells, I just wish they weren't such huge idiots. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe the, the, the ridiculousness of the MLB, you know, just to have everything right in front of them and just to botch it in every way, shape, and form. I mean, hockey, baseball, I think probably the two worst run leagues. I do love baseball. I love it when pitchers and catchers, uh, you know, report. I love it when my fantasy baseball team starts. People don't like fantasy baseball team. I I love fantasy baseball because it's the long haul and it's like really specific and you got to watch everything and that's where I win. And that's what I love. Whereas with fantasy football, you know, you get a roster. If somebody gets hurt, you, if you got McCaffrey, you're just effed, right? And there's nothing you can do about that. So, yeah, I really love baseball. I used to love college basketball and college football. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, I've got the three kids, too, that you just start to, like, your time is less. And so you gravitate away from that a little bit. So I don't follow those as much. I, you know, Ryan, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a real avid watcher of figure skating. I just have, I've always had a place in my heart for watching the Olympics and fig. no, not, not, not true. That's not, that's false. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start taking my son or my, my junior son around on college searches. That's going to be really fun. Um, I read a ton. I sit out on my garage and I look at my motorcycle that's covered and just think about riding it and then talk with Ryan about when we'll finally get to ride it. It, it, uh, it was 40, 48 degrees today. And I, 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 I was thinking a lot about it. I was like, all that salt, man, you can't, you can't mess with that. No. Where and I see, I see him out. What's that? Where was it? 48 degrees in Illinois, Here? man. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Shells. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> God damn it. Jerk face. 
So that's what I do. I'm done. That's it. That's what I do. I just, and I get, now I'm angry at Sheldon. That's the hey. other thing I'm going to do for the rest of the winter is just be mad. You know what? We don't have to deal with hurricanes or anything like that or stuff. So we're, we're far enough inland. We don't either. Damn what else is that? <laughs> Great. Even better. Oh gosh. Um, Man, all right, sports-wise, I mean, I pretty much dabble in everything. Um, I love watching – so I don't really watch college basketball until March Madness. I'm very casual there, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, usually the people I work with, we, of course, do the brackets and we'll go out for happy hour, watch some games on the weeknights. NBA basketball, this is when I actually, like, get into NBA basketball. Like, I always say the season doesn't start for me until February – I mean, with the Bulls, I'm a big Bulls fan, so it's I've been paying attention a little bit earlier. So I'm really excited to see them, you know, hopefully going to the playoffs and hopefully make a deep run. Hockey, very casual if the Hawks are doing well. And then I, I will kind of check out some of the uh, the spring football stuff. Like I'll now my thing is I'll check it out for like 30 minutes on a Sunday, kind of be like, oh, this is fun, and then kind of lose interest after I stop caring about the two players that I know the names of. And then go do something else. But for those 30 minutes, it, it's a good time. And uh, I'm not sure about you, Mike. I mean, I feel like right, you know, on our core group, I'm the only one that doesn't have kids. So um, I don't have to run people to, uh, you know, to sporting events or take care of kids uh, yet. But I would say the biggest thing is, uh, you know, I, I love working out. Um, in the past, me and my buddies have done a flag football league where I'm hoping we can get that going again because the pandemic kind of killed that. And then we just stopped doing it. Um, we still see each other a lot for like cookouts and hang out quite a bit, but that's something I really want to get back into. Um, and then I don't know, just kind of, you know, me and my wife like to like exercise together. We like take long bike rides, you know, go, uh, go do like brewery stuff, um, you know, around like the suburbs so yeah, just kind of, you know, some fun, you know, fun things that like a late twenties, early thirties couple would do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. After football ends, what I do most of my time is I, I do a lot of golfing. I, I, I love golf. I love watching golf on the weekends. My wife and I will go to a, a brewery and watch the Saturday and the Sunday championship rounds and stuff like that. I love playing golf. I love drinking while I golf. I love drinking a lot. Um, uh, and then, oh, yeah. but, but, but also the tourney in baseball season. And if baseball season doesn't figure it out, I'm going to be at a loss. Cause I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'll probably pick up another 18 holes or a, a few more putting contests and stuff like that while I'm out messing around. But I mean, it's, it's still a lot of fun. And I, I do miss, I do miss like the, 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 the aspect of right now, like what, what J dub said, pitchers and catchers are supposed to be reporting right now. What the hell is going on? I don't know what I'm going to do with myself after the tourney ends. And if there's no baseball, I'm going to go absolutely insane. Can I call out Jeff Passan for a second? I, I normally of love Of course that, you can. Jeff Passan's an asshole. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there last week just having a, you know, a fine old Tuesday. Like, I mean, Tuesdays are the worst day of the week. And I, I've got a whole theory on why that is. But he was having a decent Tuesday. Let me open up Twitter and he's just like, hey, guys. Guess what? Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report today. Like, did I need that, Jeff? Did I need that thumb in the eye on a random <laughs> Tuesday? No, I didn't. All right. It would have worked out perfectly this year, too, with the Super Bowl just happening. Like, you go one day. You had one day, and then pitchers and catchers report. And it's kind of like that that bridge the whole gap to, like, the start of summer. Today was, and this is no joke. Today was the worst Sunday I've had in six months. 
I didn't know what to do with myself. I really did not know what to do with myself at all. I sat around here. I, you know what I was doing for the last four and a half hours, guys? I was watching Collegiate Championship Jeopardy. That's a okay. true story. Right, and you that. know what I found out? I suck at Jeopardy. That's what I found out. I'm terrible. I, if there's a category of pie or cake or sandwiches, I'd win every round. But it's not. It's all math and science and NASA stuff. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. So uh, I like baseball, but I don't love baseball. I'm not a basketball guy. You, uh, you can make fun of me all you want to, guys, but I got hardcore into Australian football. Everything got shut down. And a buddy is like, hey, check it out, watch it. And I watched the game and I was like, these dudes hit hard. It's, it's like rugby, except there's way more scoring involved. It's super fast paced. Some of the most amazing catches you've ever seen. And so I, I found a team, started cheering for them, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And so it's coming up here in March. Uh, the AFL season starts. Any of you that are thinking about it, you're, you're starved for it. If baseball doesn't happen, I may be able to convince a few more of you. All right, boys, let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Last thing with the Bears, we've got a couple other questions coming in from some of our listeners. Um, and with this one, though, I want to talk about what is the biggest free agent or draft need that you see with the Chicago Bears? You can pick one and only one gentleman. And just to make things interesting, let's ask for no repeats on this one. So let's go Brendan, Fat Mike, Sheldon, Jack Wright, and I will finish it up. Free agent draft needs. What are they, boys? Wide receiver. I mean, do I need to say anything else? You have Darnell Mooney. You have Daz Newsome. That's so you it. have Darnell Mooney. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, literally. I, I, no, I mean, I'm saying you, you literally have those two guys on right. the roster right now. That's it. And Anthony from Cork, Ireland just is crying right now. Dude, that dude is the biggest Daz Newsome fan in the world. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to break No, 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 no. You're right. No, no. Fat Mike, you are 100% right. That is. Yeah. Yes. No, for sure. I mean, God, they have to do every anything and everything. A few free agents at least. At least, I mean, I'd say two draft picks. It's going to be a haul. They, they, and not only that, I mean, Darnell Mooney is like a, you know, high end three, low end two, maybe, maybe. And then Daz Newsome can catch a punt. Yeah. So I'm, I, I listen, this, this is a tough question, Ryan. This is a good question. I really like this question because you're talking free agency, right? What's the biggest need in free agency? You're not talking this offseason total, correct? Yes. So I'm going to go back and forth on this one here, man. The free agency, we know that the Bears O-line is, I mean, literally one ply. And that's saying it politely. It's one ply. And we also know that that secondary of the defense is, that's less than one ply. I mean, that's terrible. But we all know that O-linemen get paid out the nose during free agency. You're going to overpay. You're going to spend a million, millions of dollars overpaying on an offensive lineman for a guy who's 28, 29, 30 years old. That's where I lack. That's where I go the secondary of the defense aspect. There's a kid out there up in Seattle that broke his leg. It's going to, it's going to mess up my mind. Uh, Quandre Diggs, uh, last game against this, uh, this, uh, the Arizona Cardinals broke his leg. And it was a pretty nasty break, but the kid is a stud. He hits. He's a ball hawk. He's not afraid to take aspect. And that's the one kid that I really like in this free agency. And if you lock him up, it can give Eddie Jackson a little bit of a break from me yelling at him every single week during the football season. (laughs) I'm going to go a little bit unconventional here. I hope this is still within the spirit of the question, Ryan. But their biggest need this offseason are draft picks. 
I know they have a ton of cap and they can fill out some of the roster with that salary cap, but that's not the way to build a team. Uh, Ryan Poles has said that's not how he intends to build the team. He intends to build it through the draft. I think most of the successful organizations across the NFL build through the draft. It helps when you're on cheap, you got cheap contracts, then you can fill in your holes with some key free agents as necessary, but your focus should not be the free agency period. And the Bears don't have a lot of picks this year, and they have a lot of holes. Um, they're going to need a lot of depth in the secondary. You said Fat Mike, they're going to they're need a lot of depth in the secondary. Uh, they're going to need a couple of O linemen. Um, you know, they're going to need a linebacker. They've they've got a lot of needs, uh, and they don't necessarily have a lot of capital with which to to acquire those uh, those players to fill those needs. So um, I don't know how he's going to do it. I'm anxious to see if he tries to do it this year, or, or maybe if he he pushes his chips in next year and tries to acquire some more picks, but. If 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 it was me, priority number one would be seeing how I could wrangle a couple of more picks, whether that's moving back or trying to trade a player or two. Uh, that would that would be my biggest need. You bring up a great point, I think, Shells, because if they start chasing some shit free agent contracts, that's going to be a real red flag early when it comes to, you know, the early uh, you know era of the new GM's tenure. I hope that that doesn't happen because I, I think we're all in agreement that this has got to be more of a long-term approach that we, we do have to start building through the draft, developing players, having those players be successful, and then maybe you accentuate guys through free agency. I think that's how the best teams do it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think offensive line, I'm going to tag a, a quote to it from from the new OC, Luke Getze. He said in SI, the biggest thing that attracted me to that opportunity to work with Matt was the teaching style and the emphasis to committing to the run game, letting the run game drive the pass play game, and then building everything around that will be a similar type of approach. Will that one thing drive the next? I mean, and that's making Bears fans across the country real, real happy right now. But but I think simultaneously, they certainly are afraid to to stretch the ball downfield so to be able to i mean yeah it's just a it's a bit of a hot mess right now when it comes to the offensive line and i know that they have acquired a a couple of pieces here and there i don't know if those are like potentially long-term prospects or just like plans c and d and e down the you know down the depth chart but I mean, you don't have to be much of a football person to make the comment, well, we build it around the offensive line. Yeah. You know, I mean, we saw uh, Joe Burrow get sacked a lot and they were still successful. But, uh, you know, I, I think, well, they would probably would on the Super Bowl if, if they had a better offensive line. Mike Page, the founder of Bear Down Report, is going to get really pissed as soon as he hears this. I'm going to say depth. They have no depth anywhere. And so I'm just going to say depth as, as, as a whole, just kind of spitting off of what Jack had to say, center. They need a new center. Sam Mustafer, I loved, loved past tense, that guy. Uh, he needs to be replaced as soon as humanly possible. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about that, uh, that D-bag up north, that, uh, that, that guy that plays quarterback that uh, shows off his foot. And I don't, you know, we, we whatever, just not a fan if, if you guys hadn't gathered that from that whole thing. Let's, <laughs> let, let's ask. Really quick, gentlemen, from each of you, will Aaron Rodgers be in Green Bay next season or will he be somewhere else? Let's go Fat Mike, Brendan, Jack Wright, Patrick, and I will finish it up. 
I think that he will be in Green Bay next year, only because if you're Aaron Rodgers, the, the Green Bay Packers will figure out the cap situation. I know that they're in the hole and stuff like that. They will somehow, some way, miraculously figure it out. But it, he would be insane to leave Green Bay. Guys, let's let's boil it down here. J-Dub, Shelly, Brendan, Ryan. The NFC North is one of the easiest divisions in football. It has the clearest path to the playoffs. And what does Aaron Rodgers do? He makes the playoffs in a shit division every single year and makes these teams look like shit every single year. He puts himself in a position to win the Super Bowl every single year. Well, now that position, I'm not saying that the NFC Championship game, I'm saying he gets into the playoffs. That's one thing that we don't do. So my, I'm going to stop there. He's going to, he will stay a Green Bay Packer. I sadly agree. It makes way too much sense. The Packers are clearly trying to do everything they can to appease him. They signed Tom Clements, their former quarterback coach, who's been with Rodgers on multiple stints. He came out of retirement. Like the Packers basically begged this guy to come back from retirement to bring him. He's not coaching Jordan Love. I mean, he probably desperately needs it, but he's not coming back to coach Jordan Love. I do know, and I I said this last week, I do know for a fact that the Broncos are pushing for a trade for Aaron Rodgers, and that is really from Nathaniel Hackett. Like He has a plan in place that he wants to go forward and get Aaron Rodgers for the Broncos. However, like Mike said, you have a clear path to the playoffs. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you're still going to be paid 45 million upwards for the next couple of years. Likely you talk about that AFC West, man, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and now Derek Carr with the Raiders under Josh McDaniels. That's a hard division. And the AFC as a whole is just brutal. Now the NFC is a much wider, wide, it's a much wider conference and God knows the Packers are not going to trade him. If they ever do, they're not going to trade him in uh, inside the conference. So I think he's here for at least one more year, sadly. Aaron Rodgers is a tool. He's a huge tool. I just want to say that because it makes me feel better about things. But is there a scenario? I guess I saw that the Packers had said that they were willing to offer him an incredibly handsome contract. Is there a scenario where that happens and then there's no money left for anybody else and the Packers suck? Because if that's the case, then okay, fine. You know, sign the bastard again and let him play. Keep Adams too. Pay him both. And then, I don't know, prop up cardboard cutouts at offensive line so that maybe possibly we can finally. This beat. just in the Green Bay Packers just beat the Bears 35 to 10 with the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> ah, shoot. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. But I just, I don't know. I mean, and again, it speaks, if that's what happens too, like let's think, think about that for a minute. We think guys like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, no, no, like I'll offset some of my money or kick it down the road or take a little bit of a pay cut so that we can build a team around me so that we can actually win the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. Like, I guess I think he's going to be back and I hope the scenario plays out. Like I just said that it might. Jack, real quick to your point. It sounds like Zadarius Smith already. He was tweeting out some cryptic, cryptic stuff. He's going to be cut. So you're already seeing the fact that like some of these star players are going to have to be moved and they are, they're already in cap hell and that very well could be the case. Yeah, they're they're gonna bring back Rogers and Adams, and they're gonna pay him like close to sixty, sixty-five million dollars to lose to the 49ers again and have wasted a first round draft pick that they traded up for in Jordan Love. So <laughs> go ahead, throw as much money as you want, Aaron Rodgers. Uh deplete the rest of the roster so you can all lose to uh 
Jimmy G and the 49ers again. Who cares? F Rogers. That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, please, please pay him and Devontae Adams. Yeah, they're going to beat us up again. And then they further dig that team into a hole. It's it's not going to be fun watching him spank the Bears yet again, but it is what it is. All right, boys, we got uh, our first question from one of our listeners, a good friend of uh, the pod, the Mullet King, wants to know the USFL. Is it going to be worth watching? You know, I'm thinking about the AAF, which is now defunct, the XFL, which they say it's coming back, but we'll see. I actually, I, I got a little bit on that train, and, and you know, and then it kind of fell apart. Uh, are you going to watch? Do you think it's? Do you think it's going to make it? Let's go, Jack, Patrick, Brendan, and Fat Mike. I don't think I'll watch just based on life lessons. I don't think that I've ever seen a product that comes anywhere close to the NFL. And so then you're just, I don't know. I mean, I like watching minor league baseball, but that's only if I can go in person and bring my family, you know, to to dedicate some time on TV to watch it. I kind of liked arena at one time because it was super fast paced and there was some like stellar athletes playing the game, um, you know, never could get into Canadian. Uh, I, I, I don't think it will go, and I don't think I will watch. All right, so cards on the table, guys. I had no idea the USFL was a thing again until I found out we were going to be talking about this question on the pod. So um, I guess the short answer is no, <laughs> I'm probably not going to watch. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons Jack outlined that the product's just not anywhere near the product of the NFL. But um, I think it's, it's interesting. It could catch on and maybe I'll watch a game or two here or there. If there's any delay in the baseball season or baseball just doesn't come back this year, there's a void. Uh, you know, we, we started this, the show talking about what do we do in the off season? And a lot of us fall back on baseball. If there's no baseball season and the NBA is over and, and, uh, college basketball's over, you know, what are you going to watch? So maybe I'll turn on a USFL game if that's the case. Or Australian football. Australian football. What time is that on? There's, I, you, you, when, once you, once you buy the, their stuff and I shouldn't say this whoa. being recorded, but I'll just, I'll give you my password. Um, you, you can watch it whenever you want. I got to buy stuff. Yeah, no. I know. That was the thing. Did you not I'm listen to what stuff? I did? Does anyone ever listen to anything that I say on this podcast? Sometimes, just... occasionally. <laughs> well, you said the buy part first, so. Okay. All right. So, Shells, I know a guy. I'll hook you up. I'll, if you watch a game, <laughs> then you let me know what you think. Can we let, can we let Mike get to his answer? Because I, I want to know if he thinks, if he's going to watch or not. I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to watch a little bit of the USL, USFL. I'm the number one fan of the Birmingham Stallions. I mean, I'm the number one fan. I'm going to go buy a Jersey and everything. They look awesome. They got a really cool color scheme. They got a big horse on the side. They're like Cincinnati 49 or Cincinnati 49ers. Jesus. <laughs> what am I talking about? San Francisco 49er colors. They look pretty cool. I, I'm the I'm their number one fan. I'm going to, they're going all the way. I'm just going to mark my words right now on this podcast. When they win it all, I said it first. They're going to win it all. They're going to do it all. I just hope whoever I, – I, I know Lou Holtz's kid. Luke Holtz is the coach of a team. What team is he coaching? Let me see here. I know he's, he's coaching a team. I hope they suck because I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything Notre Dame. I mean, he's the spawn of an ex-Notre Dame head coach. So I just hope they're terrible. Oh my God! Guess what, guys? I I, I know. I think I know what you're gonna say. Guess what? Jess I am no longer a Birmingham Stallions fan. <laughs> I know what you're gonna um, say. It's it's bad news. I'm gonna switch my allegiance and my alliance to the Houston Gamblers because they look kick ass too. 
Um, you, oh, there we go. Do you just do you dislike championships and success? I just, what in the in a, in a, is in that a what you dislike? Tight end who has cinder blocks of hands. <laughs> and, and what else? What else? Shitty came out of Notre Dame. I mean, we I can, the list goes Champions on. Championships, board championships. Jeff Samarja, collegiate like, football program fan? ever. Huh? Are you not a Komet fan? I am not a Cole Komet fan. Oh, until he learns how to oh, not, man. until he learns how to catch the ball with his hands, I will not be a Cole Komet fan. So you and I are gonna get, have to go fight Dangle. Here's, here's what he does all day, catching it with his body, and half the time it hits off of his face and drops to the ground. Anyways, he looks an idiot from. The replacements as it lets it hit off his helmet. When when that dude catches the ball, he's running people over. I love it. When does he catch the ball, Ryan Dangle? (laughs) He was the second. Wasn't he the second or third leading receiver? That's easy to do when A. Rob's losing thirty pounds because of COVID, (laughs) looking like he's locked up in in a prison camp for crying out loud. It's easy to be the second leading receiver on the Chicago Bears because they have four quarterbacks throwing the ball, and that's all they do is throw the ball because they're down in every single game. All right, boys, let's shake this up. Worst sport in the world. Let's go Jack, Brendan, Mike, Sheldon. The worst sport in the world. I used to be a huge naysayer of, of soccer. I, I feel like I've, I've developed a bit of respect for it. It's way more physical than I think I thought it was, but I was like stupid college, high school football player, you know, like, oh, look at the lawn fairies, you know, out there playing soccer. But I, I would still say, like, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch any soccer. I don't understand, uh, you know, what's happening. I don't understand who like somebody would be like, hey, how'd the soccer game go? It was two to two. And I'll say, who won? And they'll say, oh, it's two to two. And I'll say, right. But they played a whole game. And you're telling me that nobody won. Like, so I have some, I would say some probably a little bit like Neanderthal old school thoughts about soccer. I'm not into it. I don't watch it. I don't understand it. I I appreciate the athleticism and the physicality. It's probably a stretch to say it's the worst. It's just not for me. NASCAR and auto racing in general, if you can even consider it a sport. I don't, I, who wants to watch cars go around the trip, like just around in circles? Oh, oh Mike, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Half the time they blow up. That's awesome. That's cool. It's like a no, Michael Bay movie. Half the time. Like, you know what? I can, if, if I want to see a fiery crash where everybody's hopefully okay, but the car goes up in flames, you know, I'll watch it on YouTube, but like, I, I thought you were going to say, I'll watch the bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sugar, have you ever been to one? No, I haven't. Terrible to watch, but they are they are fun. That's what it's I'm just, saying. You know what? It it yeah. seems like an experience where it's like you know you're, it's just a giant drunk fest, and yes. you're just in this yeah in the middle the infield or whatever. Tailgating, like, it's second to none. It's phenomenal. Yeah, but like you're not actually watching the race. You're just getting drunk and yes. again hitting on your cousin. So whose turn is it? Worst sport ever. Whose turn is it? <laughs> it's you. It's you. Oh, okay. I saw it today. I saw it today. As I'm sitting there flipping through channels. And this is why I went to Jeopardy, guys, because Jeopardy is more of a sport than this shit was. Professional drone flying was on ESPN today. It was a drone race. I was like, this cannot be real. It's some asshole with a joystick flying around a little mini helicopter. That's what he is. How was that a sport? That wasn't on get, ESPN, the Ocho? I, no, dude, it was on ESPN. I swear. I, I was on ESPN. I was like, what is this garbage? And they 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 light up these drones in different colors, and that's what team you are, I guess. There was this guy named Blue Gru or something. Blue, yeah. Blue Gru? Blue Gru. That's what his name was. And I was just thinking about the tree from 
uh, the, the the movie uh, the, the the what's that movie with the Guardians aliens? Of the galaxy. Yeah, so I'm like this guy Blue grew. I'm like, all right, there we go, there we go. All right, okay, for, go for this guy. He ended up winning. This guy won up. This guy won two hundred and fifty thousand dollars racing a stupid drone. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But it's probably Luke. Worst. It's probably Luke Holtz because they just win. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's a it's a toss up. I, I was gonna say anything rodeo related. Um, I gotta agree with Jack. It's summer hockey for me is probably the worst sport. Um, about as boring as it gets. I can't. World Cup, maybe I can watch a few minutes here and there, but even at its peak, when it's supposed to be the most exciting, it's still for me. So, summer hockey, aka soccer. <laughs> I, I've never heard it called summer hockey before. I mean, yes, I call. I, well, I call hockey uh, winter soccer. So he just he just made that up. He just yeah. made that up. No, I do. Ask, it's a thing. Ask, Ask the folks at the Windy City. Uh, this has been my thing for a while. They're they're both as exciting to watch. Just because you said it a long time ago and you said it repeatedly doesn't make it a thing. Just if you keep saying it, it's, sure it, it makes it his thing. That's right. what makes it. A thing. <laughs> um, I don't understand it. Professional video gaming, like uh, it just. I mean, That's I get nice. it. Like, like, I just. If, if, if someone's not running around doing something, I don't know that I necessarily consider that a sport per se. Brendan, the only thing I will say is I, I've never been a, a car guy at, at all. But if you watch that F1 uh, documentary on Netflix, and fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The money and all the stuff that goes into it may be worth, worth a shot. Gentlemen, how freaking good was Scott Swartz when he came on the podcast? Very phenomenal. Awesome. Unbelievable. Dude, dude crushed. And so, Mike, just so you know, he was on because we had a story contest. He was a great storyteller, told a fantastic story, and we just we had him on, and he just he crushed. He was a guest Excellent. host, and it was just it was so much fun. And so his question was, if you could go to any sporting event, and time and place does not matter, right? So you can go back in the past and whatever and just – you could go see anything you wanted to. And so his was seeing game seven for the, the Cubs uh, World Series. What, what would you guys like to see? So for this question, let's go Mike, Shells, Shagru, and Jack Wright. All right, this is a tough one. That's a great, that's a great, great question. Uh, just off the top of my head. I'm going to go to the NBA finals where Jordan pumps it over the Utah jazz and hits that one in the last seconds there to seal the win for, for in the finals. That's one or even, even Boston gardens where you drop 63 against the Celtics, anything with Michael Jordan, I would want to be there for sure. That or the Western open where tiger woods absolutely annihilated. Everybody set a course record on dubs dread out here, out in Lamont, Illinois. I mean, he, he shot like a, he shot like a 57 or something like that in a round of 72 par. He was absolutely unbelievable. He shot like a 20 under par that that day, that day, guys, he shot a 20 under par. He was unbelievable. Um, that would be one of those ones. I, I, I can't I can't make a, a, a decisive decision that that's such a great question. Good, good, good question. Swarchy. Good. one. Yeah, this is this is really tough, man. I'm going to have to say uh, game six of the 96 World Series. I'm a huge Yankees fan. Just knowing how that stadium was in 96, I mean, it went absolutely bananas. And uh, the, 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 the city had not seen a World Series in quite some time. It had been a, a couple of decades. 
and that place just looked looked electric. It absolutely erupted. Uh, going down 0-2 to the Braves, uh, Braves were were feeling pretty good about themselves, and then the Yanks took four straight and capped it off with uh, after multiple foul balls. Charlie Hayes fa- finally came down with it uh, in foul territory at third base, and Yankee Stadium just went nuts. So to be there for that, I think would have been awesome. All right, I also got two. First one. It's kind of with Scott Swartz, but I'm not going World Series. I'm going the Cubs-Dodgers NLCS Game 6 where the Cubs win the pennant. And I'll tell you why. And I, at Sylvie, of Waddle and Sylvie talks about this a lot. Game 7 was so incredibly stressful. I don't think what – I don't know what I'd do if I was sitting in that stadium. But Game 6 of the NLCS was a – it was a flipping party. Like the Cubs just shut out the Dodgers – I mean, like at Wrigley Field, I was so elated. Everybody's partying like, you know, game seven was in Cleveland. So you're not like getting the whole home fan, like, you know, atmosphere and everything in Wrigleyville. So give me the NLCS so I can enjoy the party as we go to the World Series. And my second one is game one of the 2012 NBA playoffs, Bulls, Sixers, because you know what? I would risk my life. I would risk my just, you know, livelihood to kidnap Derrick Rose, get him out of that stadium before the game ended. And just, you know what? I'll take one for the team, guys. I'll go to jail for a little bit, but to make sure that guy's knee never gets hurt. I just get me in there. I'll do what it takes because everything changed after that. So I'm just going to follow form here and go with two. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a diehard White Sox fan. I always have been. And, and like with the Bears, I suffered through years, decades, a lifetime of just complete crap baseball until 2005. I'd go, I'd go to game four because they, they, they defeated the Houston Disastros in four games. In fact, I don't think they lost a game in the playoffs. I mean, they, they lost one. Thanks. Uh, but that, I mean, there were tears in my eyes. My son was born uh, in, you know, around that time. They, they win the, you know, they win the, the World Series. Uh, it was it was just really, really fantastic. Uh, and, and just just for you, uh, Big Mike, I think I'll also go to the uh, 1998 Fiesta Bowl to watch Notre Dame uh, defeat number three, West Virginia. Uh, I want to watch uh, Tony Rice throw a 39-yard touchdown pass to my guy, Rahib Ismail, the Rocket, never seen anyone faster from zero to sixty on a field ever in my life, uh, and I I've always loved Notre Dame, always. The Fiesta Bowl. Mm. I, th- this is crazy. We're sticking with Fiesta Bowl, two thousand seven Fiesta Bowl, featuring Boise State versus Oklahoma. That is the best football game I've ever seen in my entire life. It is a forty three to forty two uh, game. It was incredible. Last play came at a two point conversion. Just absolutely insane. And I would love to have been there. Uh, just just absolutely incredible for Bears. You know. It would have been great to see the NFC Championship in 2000, uh, January 21st, 2007, from that 2006 season. It would have been awesome, but uh, that is what it is. All right, gentlemen, this has been probably the most memorable episode that I can remember. Uh, and and Mike, that is definitely thanks to you. Uh, so, gentlemen, let's go around the horn and let's give out shout outs. Shout outs to anybody that might be listening and uh, anyone that we want to thank. So, before we do that, uh, Fat Mike, your show, fantastic. I got to watch you. my first episode when you had Brendan on. You guys you. are so good at what you do. Um, you clearly know your bears and uh, just wishing you nothing but success, my friend, and uh, the you. best of luck with all that stuff. Um, so let's go shout outs. Let's go Fat Mike. 
Brennan Chagru, Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, and I will finish it up. Well, thank you for you guys. I really do appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight. That really means a lot to me. I've listened to you guys a, a bunch during during the season and stuff like that. You know, eventually you run out of Bears talk that you actually like. And I do listen to you guys quite a bit because I'm sitting here doing a lot of work. I'm always on the radio, always on the podcast and stuff like that. So thank you for having me on. It's very much appreciated. Shout outs to all your listeners for, you know, having me on as well. It was a great time. I really do appreciate it. You can find me at, at, like you said earlier at the beginning of the show, at Fat Mike Chicago on the Twitter machine and follow us all over the YouTube and stuff like that at 1252 Sports Chicago. And that's all I got. Thanks, guys. I just got a couple, and it actually spawned after I posted just some memories of seeing Justin Fields' first preseason game when we all had a lot of hope before, uh, you know, the inevitable season just crushed everything. But shout out to my guy, Just AC Dog. He's uh, somebody I've been communicating with a ton on Twitter. And when I posted the, uh, the photos, he's like, dude, I actually saw you at the game. I was like, man, you should have said hi. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I was a little shy, but you know, he's, he's such a fun follow. He's such a good dude. So you can follow him at just underscore AC. And then another guy I actually got to meet at that game was, probably my favorite draft analyst who covers the bears. And look, I've, we're going to get into it. I have a ton of like draft takes where I just don't give a shit about anybody's mock drafts. And I know we're about to get into that. And I apologize to anybody that offends, but the one guy that I always want to follow who has it all together is Jacob Infante. Jacob Infante is such an awesome bears follow. I mean, I feel like everybody follows him at this point, but if you don't, he is like the guy for draft content. You can follow him at Jacob Infante 24. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's got this year because, you know, as always, the bears got a ton of needs and he's the guy to, to go to for all those, for all those draft gems that, you know, we just don't know about yet. I'm going to shout out to Scott Coral. Uh, he's at uh, SD Coral. Uh, he's one of the people that, follows me and one of the people that uh well i'm just gonna be honest here he has like eight thousand followers and i'm trying to get more followers so i'm just gonna shout that guy out and i'm gonna shout out like some other people that have a ton of followers too so i'm just gonna go like straight up blatant like you know trying to uh you know trying to get to get more followers i also just everybody that's new that that has followed me like in the recent like last couple of weeks i, I really appreciate uh all of you uh for following me on the twitter machine I've got a few here. First one on a, on a somber note, um, shout out to Tommy Missile. I don't know if y'all follow him, but uh, he shared some unfortunate news recently on Twitter. So just want to let you know, Tommy, we're all thinking about you, praying for you. Uh, hope all is well, my man. Um, really good follow and I enjoy our interaction. So, uh, you know, hate, hate to see that news, but, um, you know, we're all in your corner, bud. Uh, the other one on a, on a more positive note, <clears throat> Providence Friars, who overcame a 19 point deficit today to move to 22 and three overall, 12 and two in the Big East. Um, they are having one heck of a season and I am enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, and then uh, shout out to Adam Rank. Um, man, it seems like after I appeared on his show, his career just kind of took off. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's it's because of that, but I'm not also not saying it's it's not because of that. Um, maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know, but saw him at the Super Bowl. Uh, did a great job, man. Uh, I just I really like his work, and uh, he's awesome. Uh, go give him and his podcast a follow. And that is it for me for shoutouts. All right, gentlemen, uh, I've got just a couple here. So the worst sport in the world question, I've got to give credit to. That was 
Madcap, which is at NY Bear Fan. We've had quite a few back and forths uh, and some good stuff. The Mullet King for sending us his question about the USFL. And of course, Scott Swartz, uh, who already got a shout out, crushed it. Absolutely just fantastic job. Scott, we, we loved, loved, loved having you on the pod. The last one, and this is tough because it's going out to a diehard Packer fan, uh, but Jason Ward uh, at Jason Ward 23 is a good dude. Um, and I, and I hate to, I hate to say that, but, uh, but he is, he's a really good guy and he was, he sent out a message to me, a DM about uh, helping Mike Martinez, who is a Bears fan. And Jack, you're going to love this. Knox College. Yes, that is correct. Wow. Knox College. Nice. Uh, class of 2022. Uh, so Mike and I are now following each other, uh, Mike Martinez. And uh, Jason reached out because Mike needed a new wheelchair. And uh, it was crazy, crazy expensive. And so just asked for, for a little bit of help with that. And I was more than happy to do it. So Jason, I just appreciate you putting aside something like our rivalry for a really, really, really good cause. Folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bear Down Report podcast. If you have liked what you heard, hit subscribe. If you really like it, you can hit us with a five-star review because that really helps to widen our audience. But if you've loved it, you can go to beardownreport.com, go to the podcast section, click on any one of the episodes, and there's a donate button. If you donate some money to us, uh, we're going to use that money to buy some beers, uh, and so that round of beers will be on you. If you do that, please let us know so that we can shout you out on this podcast for Jack Wright. Brendan Group, Patrick Sheldon, and Fat Mike. I am Ryan Dangle. Folks, thank you so much. And as always, folks, bear down.